0: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us,
1: we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing.
0: Mint Mobile unlimited premium
1: wireless. Get 30 30 get 30 MB get 20 20 20 get 20 20 get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch.
2: $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping.
2: And this is Season 3, three of, of Piddle Piddle Let, Let Me Tell, Tell You. you. the food value there was right between the Westchester Mall and... The where Kmart was. Okay, see, sí, so it's right. It, it was on the side of Kmart, but oh, but in that corner, in that corner. Okay, so then when okay. it closed in like the early to mid nineties, um oh, was there that long? Yeah, it. um They knocked down the wall and extended Kmart, but I used to go to the food value. That's a food value we used to go to with my mom mm-hmm. in the eighties, and you could I could tell in the eighties that that supermarket was of the fifties. Oh, so we kind of got stuck in time. It had that font. Oh, yes, yes, okay. And those lamps with like little holes in them. Yes, yes, very very
1: like when Tomorrowland was being futuristic. Okay. Yes,
2: yes, very 50. So with that said... (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. To episode 127. Oh, welcome everybody. How is everybody? I think everybody's good. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. You can't be bad on a Friday. So as we keep, you know... September is... Oh, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. And soon it'll be October, which means Halloween. And once October gets here, that's it. Final yeah, that's it. yeah Are we... Is Halloween canceled this year?
1: Well, I don't know about Miami, but Halloween has been canceled in Los Angeles. I, I, think the gov- well, I think the government canceled it.
2: LA has a, you know... A little bit of a a breathing problem, shall right, we say? Right, you know, so yeah. all yeah. the whole west coast of the country...
1: A little bit of smog, a little bit of pollution, a little bit of fire. So,
2: L- so uh, I think I read that the other day. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, I actually had read it from, I had heard it, but of like small towns, not like a big town, like, a, like like a metropolitan. Big, yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. Well,
1: I mean, you read that the Thanksgiving Day Parade this year is is just gonna, it's going to be virtual, the Macy's one, the Macy's. Yeah, so they're not doing the whole parade. They are going to have. Okay, hold mm-hmm. on. I know, I know. Would you like a sip of my wine? I feel
2: like you need some something to... Because, well, I, I've talked about it in this show. Something to bring you down. The Macy's Thanksgiving Parade is my jam. I know it is. It is my jam. I, I have been you, watching that thing since I could walk. Yep. Since, since I, before, before. Before I could walk, I yeah. mean. <laughs> and, and religiously, yep. I watch the same thing every year. And so, it's the same thing every year.
1: So the good news is it will still happen. Okay. It's just going to happen differently. So as opposed to being the entire parade route, they're just going to basically have like the balloons kind of come to like the the Herald Square, ABCs, yeah. <laughs> just kind of go there. And I'm assuming I haven't read too much about it, um, and they're probably still figuring it out. But I'm assuming that the performances will probably be like pre recorded in a studio type of the a performances thing. Performances are always awful <laughs> because they're all lip synced, but they're it's it, it's, so o- it's, like, it's horrible. It's so yeah. obviously horrible, yeah. you know. I do say I I feel bad for like all of the marching bands. Because yeah. I, I don't know how the, if that's even going to be a part of it, yeah. but you know that's what you, what you go for like as a school. You know, it's yeah. like I'm going to be the Macy's parade, and not going to happen this year.
2: But I, if I if I had some power, I would try to bring back Betty White. Yeah, you know, Betty White hosted the Thanksgiving parade for like I don't know twenty mm-hmm. some thirty years. You
1: know they pushed back her Lifetime movie for this year, to next year, her really? Lifetime Christmas movie.
2: Yeah. But, was just, Be, but it wasn't done. It wasn't...
1: It hadn't started filming. Those Lifetime movies, they film them in like a week and a half. Yeah. Like, I think it takes us longer to record than it does yeah. to film a Lifetime yeah, yeah, Christmas yeah. movie. And so they pushed it back because of the pandemic. And obviously, I mean, she's in her... What? She's 98? She Yeah. She's either 96 or 98. She's, you know, she's up there. So obviously, there's a lot of concern for her health. So they're like, they pushed it back for next year. So, you know, maybe... They'll get to filming it maybe later this year, but it won't premiere until next year type of a deal. But yes, where she was playing Mrs. Claus.
2: Yeah, That's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cute. Hmm. So yeah, it's a shame. I mean, well, a lot of things are a shame. But as we discussed here a couple of episodes back, there's just going to be so many Tiger King references that we could have had this year that are gone.
1: (laughs) Not the least of which is... Miss Carol Baskin Dancing so, to Eye of the Tiger So
2: let's talk about that <laughs> Actually That's that's what I wanted to bring up
1: Let's, let's jump in Let's jump so in So Dancing
2: with the Stars Premiered this week Yes and, um,
1: and before anything We gotta give it up to Jutina Machado She, she was great She tore that shit up She was do you, uh, I texted you while she was dancing Yes
2: I'm like She she was great But I'm like Were you really surprised
1: The only reason I didn't text you back Is because I was in the middle Of watching yeah. it And I was in awe of her 21 You know
2: that the only person I missed Was the person I wanted to see the most AJ, or, AJ. Uh, Me too did you miss it? I missed it. But I can imagine AJ was probably good. AJ yeah. from the Backstreet Boys. Nelly was not as good as I thought he was going to be. Nope. Nope. He wasn't. But también, they had him dancing salsa. And yeah, that, Yes, it's hit or miss, but I thought he'd be a little better. But I think that salsa is a hard one to take on on week one if you're not used to dancing salsa.
1: Fair enough. Pero esta muchachita, genie
2: Mai. Oh my God. I didn't know she was going to be that great. So... The reason I wanted to bring up Dancing with the Stars and Carol Baskin is because... Oh, I, I thought
1: you wanted to bring up Carrie Ananaba looking like cosplay Mariah Carey.
2: Yeah. You it, saw it, that? Yes. Like, I, I turned to Jose and I'm like, is she cosplaying as yeah, Mariah? I did it. i like, like, wait, wait. <laughs> so... I heard this from a lot of people, and I actually thought similar. So Carol Baskin is easy to say she's persona non grata. People we don't like Carol Baskin, mm. you know. For all we know, she fed her husband to the tiger, right, right. and all that. And she's on Dancing with the Stars, and I I don't know if you've ever looked into this. When people go on Dancing with the Stars, they make a significant amount of money. You told me about this one time. It's a pay structure. Like it starts off, yeah. like the first week, they everybody make makes like a hundred grand, yeah. and then like as each week that much, progress, a yes, yes, they make a oh, lot wow. of money. as each week progresses. It make the the, the scale goes up higher. So okay, that, so
1: with that said, hashtag pedo dwts. Yes. Okay, people, let's make this happen. So the, Papa so could the use question grand. is,
2: which I wanted to bring up: Should somebody as controversial as her, who was you know allegedly 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 yes. had such a shady past are we rewarding this behavior by putting them on dancing with the stars
1: i mean it's it's an interesting question because i don't have an issue with her being on the show because i think of her as the tiger king lady you know what i mean like she has not been convicted of anything mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could make the argument that there are people who I can't think of right now, but there are people who, you know, kind of use Dancing with the Stars as the part of the rehabilitation to Ryan Lochte. There we go. That's what, you know, as part of like the rehabilitation in the public eye tour, you know what I mean? So it wouldn't be the first time that somebody has used Dancing with the Stars to come on and, and kind of be like, look, I'm not a horrible person. But I don't necessarily think that she, again, remember that this documentary was edited for the story that it wanted to tell, right? So I don't necessarily know that she's a bad person, quote unquote. I don't think she's innocent. You know, I think she has her ulterior motives when it comes to getting wanting the zoo, which she got. Um, you know, so there's a lot to be said. But, I mean, she's she's, she's not
2: a convicted felon. Well, but not even, look, I don't, I don't have a problem with a convicted felon because if you're a convicted felon and you went to jail and you paid your debt to society.
1: mean I would, it, I would probably have a, I would probably have a harder time with like an R. Kelly.
2: Well, okay. But that's something completely different. But that's what,
1: but, 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 but I'm saying, you know. Right, but like, that's
2: something completely different because, you know, you're talking about R. Kelly about a constant abuse of power and just pedophile behavior, uh, you yeah, know. yeah. Well, let's say somebody that had some type of criminal past and made their debt to society and they're celebrity, mm-hmm. and They went to jail, rehab, whatever. And they paid their debt to society. I don't mind that they go to Dancing with the Stars. What I'm saying is that with her especially, there was a lot of blowback about her being on the show. Yeah. Because and she's, making, she's making a profit out of it.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, she's getting paid to be on it like everybody else. Right. So, you I know, mean, she, I, She's going to donate it to the cats and kittens. I just... She was so awful. You know what? She was bad, but in a much more palatable way than Kate Gosling.
2: Oh, no. Absolutely.
1: You know what I mean? Like, she was bad in, like, a, like like she was in on the joke.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Because when she was doing those, like, tiger faces. Right. Like, she was probably like, oh, Even, like,
1: her package where she's like, I'm off to LA. And she went off on the bike. I'm like, right. hey, I'm on to la bicicleta. To la right. Yeah. You no, know? no, <laughs> Yeah.
2: No, she definitely was In on the joke. I will say say
1: I feel bad for her because the rumor is, as you know, well, as you know, her husband's family at a commercial asking for help finding his disappearance. Yeah. Apparently. She was told of that commercial airing like 10 minutes before she performed.
2: Okay, what? And do you think she was going to be great before?
1: No, 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 no. But I feel bad for her because then I don't know if you noticed when Tyra, you know, asked her a question. She didn't answer. She just kind of like nodded her head. So I'm sure, you know. Right. Again, things like that, you know, are a lot to take in on live television.
2: Right. No, I understand. I understand. But yeah, it's it's kind of these things like are we awarding people, rewarding people. That have you know these questionable pasts or, or matters with being on a show like Dancing with the Stars, but because, in her case, it's rumor. Yeah, it's a rumor. It's no, rumor. No, no, I'm, not, I'm putting it out there in terms of right, know, right. I'm saying you know, in,
1: in her case, it's it's rumor. It's not like it, again, I hate to come back to R Kelly, but you know, where it's like, well, he got off, and it, it's been rumor and rumor and rumor. But it's like, yeah, but is it rumor? I don't know. No. It's a little different with her. Yeah, you know. So, um, what did you think of Tyra? I thought she was okay. She wasn't as bad as I thought she was going to be. She had some moments there where I was like, you need to rein it in. Um, She was trying to create drama at some points where there was none. Like, literally, I forget who it was that just had danced. The judges, you know, were complimentary. It's week one. Like, they're not going to tell you, you fucking suck. Why are you here? You know? And they gave their scores, which was like I think like an 18, right? For for a first week, you get an 18. That's great. great. And she was like, "Oh, the judges being shady with the shade, all the shade." And I'm like, "What shade, Tyra? Are we are we watching the same show?"
2: Yeah. Um. I mean, look, she. I think we discussed it last week. She wasn't my first. Mm -hmm. I would have not gotten rid of Tom. He's the perfect host. But. But fine, here but we are. Fine. if we would have gotten somebody else, she would have not been my first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, tenth, twentieth choice to be the host. And no no shade of Tyra Banks. I don't it, dislike... It's just that she's a certain type of host. Right, that's... It not necessarily... Tyra Banks is like a 99, when I think that for Dancing with the Stars, a 50 is good.
1: It's okay. It's, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. We're good.
2: Okay. We're good. I mean, listen, it could have been worse.
1: It could have been Andy Cohen.
2: Well, that's true. Because I think that Tyra Banks... And again, it's not a criticism to her. Tyra Banks is about Tyra Banks. Right. When you hire Tyra Banks, you're going to get Tyra Banks. You're getting the Tyra Banks show. Right. Tyra Banks is the show. That's (laughs) part of the the package. (laughs) Right. right? Whereas I feel that a show like Dancing with the Stars... The spotlight has to be on the the dancers. Yeah. Yeah. Because not even the even the judges that have been there forever—they don't make it about themselves. They don't make it about themselves. Even Bruno, even Bruno, (laughs) like Bruno's fun. He does a shtick. Move on. Yeah, you know, it's about the dancers and you know their package and all and the dance. So I mean, we'll see.
1: Yes, we will. We will see. We will see. So I wanted to share a story of something that happened to me this week. Oh boy, here we go. All right. So I and you don't know anything about this, so I'm keeping it fresh. Mm. So on Tuesday.
2: Please don't tell me live on air that you're moving to another city. No,
1: no, because that didn't
2: th- go well the last time that you dropped that on me. <laughs> it's true. It didn't. Well, it did not go well. It didn't, at all. It didn't go well I was like, at all. Though you know what? Go, Betty. You know what? We've, we've we've worked
1: through it. We're yeah, here. We, we've, we've, gone, we we've, we've you know we've gone uh-huh, to our version uh-huh. of therapy. Um. So I'm here. It was like I was fell asleep on the couch. It was you know late, whatever. At como la cuatro de la mañana, I get a knock on the door, but not a knock like a dun thump dun 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 and I wake up, I'm, I'm like asorado. But then you know, you know how like you hear things and then you wake up, you're in a deep sleep, and you're like, did you're I, disoriented. Did I dream it? Yeah. Did this happen or whatever? So I'm like, what's okay? Maybe it's. A, but then I hear it again. Da 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 da. Coral Gables Police. I'm like, okay, mind you, I'm in my underwear, so I'm like, so first thing is because I'm a big Law and Order fan, I look at the people to make sure it is Coral Gables Police. It is. I open the door a crack and I'm like, Officer, what's going? You know, I'm like, I'm half asleep, and he's just like sir, um, we think your car may have been broken into mm-hmm. and we're going to need you to come outside and, you know, and, and, and check and whatever. and I'm like, okay, just And the, the officer was like, just go ahead and put on some shorts and, you know, meet us outside. And I'm like, okay. So I'm walking outside and I'm thinking to myself, you know, shit, you know, I broke into my car. It's four in the morning. Like, I'm going to have to deal with this bullshit. At four in the morning. At four in the morning. It's bad enough to deal with it a la Jose,
2: del día, right, you know? Right. But It I- never oh. happens Saturday at 11 a.m.
1: Right, right. It's, it's like four in the morning. I'm like, fuck, whatever. So I get out there, and I'm looking on the floor, and I'm like, there's no glass. There's no, you know, there's no signs of damage. Right. Mm-hmm. A forced entry. Forced entry, yes. So I go to the car, and the officer's like, sir, you know, we think your car may have been broken into. Did you leave your car like that. And I look in and everything that I have inside the little, the, the middle glove box had been taken out and just kind of like dumped
2: on the seat. So in fact, they did break into your car.
1: So I was like, no, I did not leave that like that, whatever. And they're like, okay, sir. You know, so apparently dumbass over here, me, I had forgotten to lock my car. And what had happened was there was somebody who had been seen actually by the, in the building next door to me, the guy on the building next door to me was out on his balcony, third floor. He was smoking a cigarette. And he noticed that there was someone going de carro en carro.
2: Right. checking Sorry, to see if they are open.
1: Checking the handles to see if they are open. So he, at that point, now this was at the beginning of the block. At that point, he called the cops. The cops, do you know where the, the, the station is from my apartment to the Coral Gables police? Uh, close, I imagine. Like, if it's 15 blocks, it's too far. Mm-hmm. So they come. As they're turning the corner, they see the guy. The guy sale corriendo. So they close off the they, they close off the perimeter. They, it's, it's a whole production because my car has been broken into. Mind you, nothing was taken. It was literally like, if anything, maybe he took twenty cents of the change that I keep in my the canine units. The again, they close off I don't know how far. And I was talking to the cop um, and you know, the, the officer, and he was saying, you know, the problem is we have to close everything because what if he goes and now breaks into a car, you know, a block over or what have you. So okay, great, whatever. So Estoy so I come back to my, my my apartment. Estoy despierto, pero you know the meal trying to like, okay, well, the crime scene unit might be coming. Okay, we happened to your car? <laughs> because they checked the plate. They checked the plate. Mm-hmm. What had what they had done was they had they were going car by car with a flashlight to see if it, anything looked like it was a miss inside. Because mine looked like a mess, mm-hmm. they came and they, you know, they they got me. So I'm here and Yasuo. Esas cosas pasan en Coral Gables. Tu viste. Tu viste. So it's like... And then they talk about Hayalia. Y después de Hayalia. You know what? Es verdad. This is... You know what? Para aprendan la gente. So I'm here and then it's like... So the sun is like starting to come up. It's like maybe six. And I hear like a little bit of a commotion out here, but I'm like, mm, whatever. Jose, who, you, who lives in the same building as me, but he's on the third floor. At that point, he calls me and he's like... Because we have been back and forth. He's like, I saw you come out of the building, but you were... What, what happened? He's like, oh, my God, they caught the guy. I'm like, what do you mean they caught the guy? They're like, yeah, they caught him in the building next door to your apartment. So apparently, they had dropped the perimeter. The guy didn't even wait, like, three minutes to double back because he had left his bike in front, like, literally next to my car. Was he a dumb thief? He was not only a dumb thief. He was a dumb young thief. So it turns out he was... So, I mean... I didn't go to sleep until like seven in the morning that day and whatever. So I got a call the other day from, and I answered it actually because I thought it was something related to the podcast that <laughs> I was waiting for a call from Miami day juvenile, uh, juvenile services, from juvie, juvie to tell me that this, uh, this youthful offender, um, was in custody. And if I wanted to file charges, and the first thing I asked was, well, what am I going to file charges on? Because the door was not locked. Like, what, opening the door? And they're like, no, it's unlawful entry and, you know, yeah. whatever. So I figured I'm going to be the one who helps teach this child a lesson. And I am filing charges. You're, you are or you're not? I am. You are? <laughs> okay. I am. I am. He. I asked her already. And she's like, he's going to get community service or, or what have you. So, I mean, he's, in, he's being detained right now or whatever. I'm filing charges. You want to know why? Because I didn't see the kid. But, um, Jose, actually Jose, when he saw him, he's like, the guy has to be like 25, which means that he's probably like 17. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And it's like, you know what? Maybe this can be a deterrent because it wasn't like he just tried my car. He was trying all the cars and you don't wake up one day and decide to do that. Mm -hmm. So you know what? How long he's been doing this being like, I'll never get caught. I'll never get caught. And you know what? Now he got caught. And I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be the lesson. You know what I mean? Because sometimes the more you get away with something, I understand, the more likely you're gonna continue to do it.
2: Did they tell you if he had a record?
1: They did not. Hmm. They did not tell me he had a record, and, and I've gotten out like two notices of you know I, I don't have to appear via Zoom court, mm-hmm. but you know we'll see if that changes.
2: But well, yeah. no, it's criminal. Um, they might, if anything, because since it's criminal, they're the ones bringing the charges, not you. They might have you just testify in terms of your damages
1: yeah um, I mean there was no damages nothing was stolen but right. you know just to testify that yes someone someone broke into my right. car and hmm.
2: that's interesting well sorry you went through that I'm so, still pasando
1: el susto de las cuatro de la mañana no, yeah, like that's, that's, that's the worst part and then to hear like Coral police I'm like oh my god the, the building's on fire that was yeah. what I thought
2: yeah Um. Hmm. it's interesting mm-hmm. that that's the route that you see it then like you're gonna be the one well I mean somebody has to right I understand. I understand. I'm, but I feel like you're judging me a little bit. No, no, no. I'm not, <laughs> look, I don't, I don't think it has a right or wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it has a right or wrong answer. I, I, I would like to know a little bit more. Um, also, if I woke up at
1: 4 in the morning, you know what? You're going to pay some consequence.
2: Right. No, 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 no. But seriously speaking. You know, because a lot of times kids, you know, when you have to see the, the greater scheme of things, mm-hmm. like, like the big picture, <clears throat> a lot of times kids, when they're younger they do stupid shit and that's not that it's an excuse excuse, and not that they should get away with it but they do stupid shit that it goes on their record and that then prevents them from getting a better job or getting certain things and then they fall that in essence makes them fall into situations and and you know your life takes a turn that maybe it wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know, it's a, it's, it's a slippery slope because, that's a hypothetical, that, because I, I, it could go the other way too. Right. Because I understand what you're saying. It's like something, you know, somewhere along the line, somebody, that's to be a consequence for your right. action. Um, it, it's just, it's a complicated subject. I mean, in this particular case, that's not even a misdemeanor. That's at more all. like a citation. Yeah. I
1: mean, she told me he's going to get community service at most. Yeah, that's So like, like citation.
2: so it's not like he's going to have even a misdemeanor on his record. Um, But I do feel strongly about situations, especially like... What would you have done? What would I have done? Honestly, I probably would have not pressed charges. Okay. I I don't... I'm not judging you for doing it. Yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit, right? You are. I've known you long enough to know when you're like, not judging me, but still judging me. You know what? I'm also seeing it from the point of view that I was not woken up at that time. I was not... Because you know what, though? (laughs) Even though they didn't steal something Just to know that They went in your car Is a sense of violation Yeah You feel violated It's like how dare you go in my car So I don't know Maybe if I would have been in your shoes I would have had that like At four in the morning Yeah that like Why why are you in my car Why didn't you touch my car Did you take my iPod Right (laughs) right You 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 know what
1: I had an iPod Nano in there He didn't take it I don't think he knew what it was Nope
2: 17 years old he's like this cannot be anything of value (laughs) next um I don't know I don't know um yeah maybe if I would have been in your shoes I would have done it um I don't think I would have done it but I don't think it has a right or wrong answer
1: Mm. right (laughs) As you sit there judging me, judging me. You should have you should have sunglasses that you're pulling down as you judge me.
2: So, listeners, this
1: should be a poll. Listeners, do you judge me for what I did or not? You know what? We should put this as a poll on our Insta story. Would you have press charges or not? Press charges or not. Just put, like, a, a picture of me in front of my car. Just be like, hmm? huh? So, <laughs> hmm, wow. Oh, my God. Four o'clock in the morning. Ugh. And, you know, the cops, like, it wasn't like they went, like, you know, like...
2: No, it was. You know what? You know what? Though I, I, yeah, I maybe, I don't know. Maybe if I'd have been pissed enough, I would have. Because I have to tell you, this is not even comparable. Oh, yeah. when
1: they caught the kid, there were like so many cop cars in front of this building. There was like ten cop cars. The lady who lives next door to me, when I was about to come back in, I was about to put my coat in, and she like opened the, her window from the bathroom, and she was like. Oye, ¿tú sabes lo que pasó? She scared me again. Yeah. So I had two scares. She was like, no, yo cuando vi tantas patrullas, yo pensaba que también era un golpe de estado. ¿Un golpe de estado?
2: ¿A who?
1: She's like, porque una vez yo aquí me encontré un niño caminando ahí en Ponce de León de dos añitos y vaya a vinieron dos carros. Pero aquí han salido como trece. I,
2: what I was going to tell you was that, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I just thought about this. <laughs> when I was in Michigan, I, I think it was my first halloween there my first fall there if you think they sell pumpkins here (laughs) in michigan it's like pumpkins everywhere right right and i found the perfect pumpkin it was a beautiful pumpkin and they were super cheap like this enormous pumpkin for like five bucks oh my god i I loved it i loved my pumpkin and over there which again that's not a custom here but over there you put the the pumpkin by the door yeah yeah well we do here But not really. Like, people don't do it here like they do it up.
1: I always did it growing up.
2: They put the pumpkin by the door.
1: Yeah.
2: And I loved my pumpkin. (laughs) And one day, I get home, and my pumpkin was gone and when I look at the stairway somebody had taken my because I lived on the third floor somebody had taken my pumpkin and smashed it (gasps) and like thrown it from the balcony and I was I was I I got a bat and I'm like I'm gonna find the motherfucker who smashed my pumpkin that is wrong because
1: you didn't even take it to enjoy it you
2: are going down I'm like you are going down and smashed my pumpkin what a motherfucker I would I would would have pressed (laughs) charge. what motherfucker motherfucker. directly to jail directly to jail for pumpkin for pumpkin smashing so that was over a pumpkin
1: so imagine a car (laughs) imagine Imagine a a car car.
2: yeah Yeah. Yeah. no and especially how I am about my car oh that's true yeah although I would say with all the stuff that you have
1: in your car so we don't know about yeah they would have found something
2: I have so (laughs) many valuable let me not say that. <laughs> it's not even valuable
1: things. It's just you. You just like live out of your car. Like
2: you just have a lot of crap
1: in your car. Yeah,
2: right now, it's filled with political signs in the back. <laughs> right. But we still keep that neutral. Exactly. And not about exactly. Political exactly. Exactly. Because That's... anybody who listens to us would know. Would know. It's
1: clearly it's the Libertarian Party. <laughs> 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 Obviously.
2: Um. So, I got like really devastating news today. Oh, um. And I'm I already hate to drinking be a Debbie wine. Downer, but. You know, I always like, I think that one of the things I like to do in the show when we talk about, especially personal things, is to bring perspective on Mm -hmm. a lot of issues and Mm -hmm. to bring a reality to maybe things that people that listen to us don't necessarily experience. Like
1: when you judge me for pressing
2: charges against a minor. Exactly. So, as many people know here... Uh, I'm a guardian at Lightham and I've been a guardian at Lightem for five years, and uh, for oh, actually almost six years. Wow. And um, <clears throat> for those of you who may or may not know, so guardian at Lightem, when um, you a child is removed from the parent's home uh, because of abuse or neglect, mm-hmm. they are put in the foster system, and they are assigned a guardian at Lightem. So
1: you're their voice, basically. I am their voice. legal
2: advocate in court, and. Um, You know, because the mom gets like 10 attorneys and 10 caseworkers, and And there's the father. Who speaks for the child. Nobody speaks for the child, exactly. So that's where guardian items come in. And I've dealt throughout the almost six years that I've been doing this, I've had a bunch of kids. There's kids that I've, you know, dealt with for years that I've come become very close to. But the two children that I have in particular now, right now I have two, a brother and a sister. Uh, Are they new children? No, the she the little girl is now two, and he is four and a half. Mm-hmm. I've had them for two years. Okay. So oh when I God. so how old was she? The little girl was like three S- months S- old oh when goodness. I got her, um, and he was like three because now he's five. So I've had these kids for yeah two years and. When I first got them, they were at a certain foster home, mm-hmm. which was a great foster home. Right. The great foster parents. But they had already been in, like, three foster homes at that point. Oh, my God. Yeah. Then they were there, like, a year and a half. And then they were going to be adopted by their aunt, who lived in North Carolina. And oh, okay. They started the pre adoptive procedures, and then they they sent them to North Carolina. And mm-hmm. then when they in North Carolina, I found out that... She wasn't going to receive certain assistant. She returned the kids, like returning a pair of shoes. Jesus. And then the kids got put back into the system. And then they got sent to a foster home. And then they got sent to another foster home. Yeah, they've been bouncing around. They've been bouncing around. And then his um, behavior um, was affected, started obviously. was affected. And he started acting up in school. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I found out today. So they were up for adoption.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Somebody's going to adopt her, but not him. Oh. And that completely shattered. Like, it broke my heart. Like, I took a moment to just... Cry. Because those are like...
1: That's all they've had.
2: They just have each other, especially him, because he's five.
1: He knows what's going on.
2: Yes. And... Okay, Apple. I mean... And... (sighs) I I became, there I became very judgmental because I'm like, the motherfuckers who are adopting that little baby, the the little girl, you know, how can they adopt her knowing Mm -hmm. that he has, that that little girl has a sibling? I would never do that. I would never adopt a child that I know has a sibling that is in the is up for adoption as well.
1: Yeah, but the alternative is the kid stays in the system.
2: nope. I would not separate them. Nope. Better to be in the system with your brother or sister Mm -hmm. than one of you being left behind. And then the problem with this little boy is that the older nobody wants boys. Everybody and, the, wants and girls. the older he gets, forget it. Everybody wants girls. Yeah, everybody wants girls. Everybody wants to adopt a baby girl. Nobody yeah. wants to adopt a boy. Yeah, that's just a reality. That's something that we're yeah. trained on. And um, and again, the older you get, nobody wants forget to it. Uh, adopt a boy. And I don't have to say it ethnicity and race has a lot to do with it. There's Mm -hmm. certain races Mm -hmm. that people don't want to adopt, unfortunately. And the problem is that then these kids stay in the system and they stay in the system and and they they stay in the system and they age out. And, you know, that's why when you hear of certain people, you know, or, or you hear of kids that, you know, are breaking into cars in the middle of the <laughs> night or, or just kids, you know, that are into trouble, then you have to ask, well, why? Right. Because, the, you know, this, this, these poor little kids, mm-hmm. it's been one thing after another, after another, after another, after another, after another. So mm-hmm. I only, I give that story only so people can, you know, before you judge, you know, right. know where that person has, you know, been. And, and know their journey. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, in this particular case, that little girl now is going to be adopted and she's going to lead, a you know, hopefully, Another, a wonderful yeah. life. Yeah, an and life. that little boy is stuck in the gutter. You know? So, it's just, it completely, I, like shattered me. Like I, I didn't I lost my appetite. That's why I came here so hungry and with cookies. With cookies. Well, <laughs> at, least brought, at least you brought cookies. At least you cookies make everything better. So again, you know, just I know it's a bit of a Debbie Downer story, but just <sighs> so people know perspective. Because you know a lot of times, you know, I hear people make some comments and I'm like, you have no clue. Like no clue of the realities oh, of you and so I have
1: said this many times. Many
2: people. You, you have no clue. You and I have said this many times where it's
1: like if if I've never experienced it, if I don't know it, it doesn't happen.
2: I, 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 your life is in a vacuum. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Right.
1: If it's not my experience, it's just... It's not even that it's not a valid experience. It just doesn't exist.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's... I mean, that that that's the saddest part. But uh, you know what's not sad, though? Mythology.
2: <laughs> Edith
1: Hamilton mythology. Edith Hamilton mythology. And following in Miss Hamilton's... Fantastic footsteps. I'm sure she's long dead.
2: Mm, probably. Yeah,
1: because I mean, by the time that we were reading that book, it looked dated. Yeah. Following in her footsteps, though, is Andrew Otasso, who some of you may know as the writer creator of the Instagram page and the ebook and short stories for Miami Creation Myth. What um, what he's done is taken, you know, his love of Miami, as what you'll you'll hear in the interview. And kind of turned it on its head. And he's done something that you and I have said many times. We love because you have to have a certain knowing wink and nod. Satire. And irony. If you don't get those,
2: we can't help you. I think <laughs> it's for smart people. Right. Which our listeners are. Right. So they dumb, should be okay. dumb, dumb people don't get irony. I yeah. know so many people that don't get irony. And I'm like, yeah, because you're dumb. Right. <laughs> but, but dumb people don't listen to us. So you guys should be fine.
1: <laughs> More than fine. So here is our interview with the creator of Miami Creation Myth. Hola mi gente, Ish here. Mira, if there's one thing we all hate in South Florida, it's dealing with el tremendo trafico. I mean... We're always stuck in super congested, pollution-causing traffic in our single occupant vehicles. Well, we're here to tell you about the Velocia app that not only encourages using public transit and other mobility partners to promote greener and less congested communities, but rewards you for doing it. The Velocia app, that's V-E-L-O-C-I-A, is partnering with Miami-Dade County to promote safe ridership on mass transit. Every time you ride Metrobus in Miami-Dade during off-peak hours, you can receive Velos points, which can be redeemed for perks, including Lyft and Uber credits. You can also earn Velos by answering daily surveys or referring a friend to the app. Así que, download the Velosia app today if you're in the Mammy dade County area, either for iOS or Android. The only thing better than helping the environment and avoiding traffic is being rewarded to do it. All right, people, welcome back. Now, as we mentioned... We have with us today the, I'm um, based on what he just told us, like the definition of the Miami hustle, um, the creator, originator. He writes the, the plays, the memes, the the short stories. He has captured what it is to live in Miami in a very interesting way through his writings. Uh, we have with us today Andrew Otasso who is the creator of Miami Creation Myth, which I think I just did something meta there because you're the creator of the creation. Um, So thanks for joining us today, man.
3: Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.
1: No, no. Listen, pleasure is all ours. So you know we're two Miami boys. It's what we do. We live, we breathe Miami. What prompted you to start this Miami Creation Myth project? I mean, it's a collection of short stories, right? All based around... Miami existing as only Miami can, I think, is probably the best way to put it. But what what led you down this this path to start writing these stories?
3: This started about four years ago. Um, so the original Miami creation myth is a series of myths that I wrote for Miami. So think like uh, ancient Greek, ancient Roman, uh, Egyptian, with all the gods, goddesses. Like what, what was
1: that lady's name? Edith what? The author? The... I'm sorry? <laughs> the author who wrote... Oh, my God. We had this mythology book growing up. Never Edith mind. Hamil,
3: Edith Hamilton, Edith Hamilton
1: Edith mythology. There we go. you
3: oh, the one that did all the, did all the, all the different like, cultures?
1: It was like a mythology-like book or uh-huh. like a dictionary growing up. We're, we got a couple of years on you, so maybe they no longer put Edith Hamilton out into the world.
3: Yeah, so um, I created this basically a mythos, right? And uh, I had partnered up with a friend of mine uh, who's a director. And we started making plays out of it. We wrote, you know, I never did any playwriting before, but wrote a bunch of scripts based on this creation myth. And, for example, there's, like, uh, the creator got his name Patango. And <laughs> the way the the way the creation myth starts is that he wakes up on the divine ping-pong-pong, and, you know, in the great vast void. And, you know, the first thing, literally the first word in creation was, nyo, que frío. And so he... He makes the sun, the sun rises over the horizon, and he's like, Pero que cosa más grande, I'm gonna make the universe, I'm gonna make everything, it's gonna be beautiful. And then his mother busts through the celestial door of the universe and says, You know, so gerente de la de electricidad, paga salud. And he's like, I'm going to the universe. And she's like, No me importa, salte de aquí. So he's like, Fine, rolls out the ping pong boom, takes it to another universe and starts all over again. So that's that's to give you a little bit of flavor of this <laughs> And, you know, there's a lot of chiefsmen whose name is Achepe, and it's literally, the universe is Miami-Dade County. At the Broward County border, there's a giant chasm, and no one knows what's on the other side. They assume it's Fort Lauderdale, but nobody really knows, so...
2: I mean, it's
1: true. We don't know what's on the other side of that Broward County line.
2: Now, now, it's funny because as I'm I'm looking, like, scrolling here through your your, um, um, Instagram page, which everybody who doesn't follow Miami Creation Myth, stop what you're doing now, unless you're driving, and follow follow (laughs) them right now. But you have all these shots at Broward, which I think it's And, you know, I often hear in the podcast kind of have my own little shots at Broward. Um, where I say that uh, there's so many people who come down to Fort Lauderdale, but they don't come down to Miami. And I I make the the distinction about the similarity that that's kind of like going to New York city and not going to Manhattan. Right. And did you really go to New York city? So what do you think is the whole thing of people that come down here and they're afraid to come down to Miami? That, that, that's, I've always found that really odd.
3: I think that part of it is like this cultural, like cultural chasm, right? So down here in Miami, oh, man, you know, this is where the crazies live. This is where the freaking uh, Spanish-speaking lunatics live. And, uh, you know, this is like crossing the border into another country. So they're like, well, let me stay up north. Let me go to Sunny Isles. Let me, you know, go to Las Olas and, you know, hang out with the gringos. So they just feel more comfortable there. Um, and, you know, conversely, whenever I cross into Broward or I go up to, God forbid, West Palm Beach, I oh. feel immediately out of place. I'm like, I don't belong here at all there's like i don't know maybe those streets are a little bit wider i don't know people are driving a little bit better but i feel immensely uncomfortable
2: it's funny (laughs) you say that because west palm beach is you know relatively it's not that far um in palm beach county but it feels earth like an eternity away it might be on the other side of the country yeah it's like we need to take a space shuttle over there and it's like
3: 45 minutes without traffic
2: yeah, so let me ask you, let me ask you, and we ask this question a lot of times to like people that are like miami based influencers or creators. if you were able to sum up Miami in a few words or in a sentence to somebody who's never been here, doesn't know much about it, um, is very foreign to the concept of who we are. How would you describe it?
3: Infuriating, exquisite, absolutely chock full of contradictions. Um, and Can, it's not one city. It's it's a myriad of different cities yeah. you know jammed together.
1: Can I borrow to to help answer that? The title of one of your short stories from your your ebook um like The Most Miami Story Collection, bro, available now. Yeah. <laughs> you have a story in there that I the ti- the minute, the second I wrote the title, I was like I relate. Miamians should be proud but also fuck this city. Right.
3: Yep. Yeah, that's how I feel. I mean I, I'm, I love Miamians, um, even though they constantly exacerbate me and they, they're just like, they can be infuriating, but I love the people that make up the city. The city itself, these structures, the political power that basically calls the shots here and makes everybody else, you know, dance to their tune, I despise. Um, and so I make the distinction in that piece where I say, I'm not here to shit on Miami. By the way, can I curse here?
1: I just said fuck, yeah. so yeah.
3: Well, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, this is another piece where like some freaking asshole from freaking Brooklyn comes down to Miami and is like, oh, it's all sex and cocaine because I never left freaking Miami Beach. Um, this is, I, I truly love this city and I truly love the people in it. I love everything about it, but it needs to be an infinitely better city for the residents that live here because there's so much that the people that live here deserve that we don't get because it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax
0: and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
3: Because our politicians, our elected leaders, don't give a fuck.
1: Yeah. And I think it's interesting that, that you say that because, you know, most people... Probably from your, from the majority of your memes uh, on your Instagram, and even you know from reading your your writings, there's definitely a lot of humor in what you do. I mean, for for Christ's sake, there's a short story that's all about the first annual Carol convention. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, which I totally want to go to because I can't wait to see all the Carols reunite in one place. But then yeah. you also have a section, you know, in in your collection about race and ethnicity, where yeah. you know you you maybe satirize a little bit, but. You, you really get into the nitty gritty of, you know, a lot of the things that are the realities we face here, such as, you know, the inherent racism or, or you know, just all those little things that we kind of don't want to view in ourselves, I think. What prompted yeah. you to kind of try to sneak that in to what is an otherwise, you know, humorous collection of stories, right?
3: Mm-hmm. I try with my memes and with my stories, even when they're humorous, especially when they're humorous stories. I kind of try to trick people into thinking. Um, so, like, here's a really silly thing that I'm writing. You know, like for instance, you know, I wrote a piece that was titled um, "Hole in the Ground" sells for seven million dollars at our puzzle. Oh, <laughs> so, like, yeah, that's a ridiculous headline. So people are gonna click on it, and it's like it's clickbait, very much though. So. But it critiques this sector that's very, very vacuous here in South Florida, or like. Um, you know, I'll, I'll do a meeting with all Miami politicians um, that's, like, really simple and really stupid on the surface, but I'm trying to communicate that, hey, everybody, we need to have a stronger civil society in this city. We need to be more accountable for ourselves and we need to hold our elected officials more accountable. So it's like a little bit of sugar mm-hmm. with, like, I don't know, a little bit of medicine. Yeah.
2: Well, let, let me ask you a little bit about that, because I'm, I'm very into politics and I, I love politics, um, from like really? a layman's terms, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. From a layman's terms, what would you say is the biggest political challenge that we have? Lack of proper leadership, or people, or on an uninformed, or an uninformed electorate. I think that partly because we're
3: such a young city, and you know, again, the original. I don't know, trailblazers that came down here in the 1920s will disagree, but um, we haven't grown into a metropolis, you know, until like the 1960s, 1970s. But I think that our biggest problem in the city is the lack of, of, I guess like a, a, a philosophy among the general population of civic engagement. So, you know, I lived in Boston, I lived in D.C., I lived uh, in New York. I lived in all sorts of different cities, older cities, much more established cities that have established centers of civic society, whether they be, you know, uh, formal nonprofits or just like affiliation societies. That if the local government or the state government were to uh, start to clamp on a policy prescription that they preferred, they immediately mobilize. Um, and I feel like, again, be, partly because we're a city of immigrants largely, so many of us who weren't even born in this country, or are, like myself, are the descendants of individuals who emigrated, um, that, that civic culture hasn't been established yet. It, it's, it's grown, but it's not as widespread as it needs to be, because everyone, Also, that's also a function of the fact that everyone's hustling. Everyone's trying to make ends meet. And you know what, when you're trying to just put food on a table and pay your rent, You don't have, you know, a Saturday every two weeks to dedicate to like some cause. You're trying to just survive, and that's.
1: Con tiempo. Yeah. Yeah,
3: Exactly. Exactly, and and that's a product again of very low wages in the city. Um, We have, you know, a ridiculous rent to wage ratio here, and um, as a a result of just insane uh, prices for everything. And you're getting priced out of all sorts of neighborhoods that used to be affordable. So I'm going a little bit on a rant
2: here. but No, no. but I agree 100% with what you're saying. It's funny because I've, I've always, since I was in high school, I've always been very interested in community service. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because so many people in my family are like, Trabajate gratis. No, eso es, lo que tenía, eso es lo que uno tenía que hacer en Cuba. Eso es lo que <laughs> <en> Cuba Cuba. <laughs> <avanzaban hacer. laughs> <Or laughs> to... Right, but here it's... It's civic engagement. So do you think that it's changing? Uh, because I agree with that 100%, and especially when you compare Miami to like other cities around the country. Do you think that's changing with the subsequent generations?
3: I think so. Um, and again, it's not knocking prior generations. Um, my parents were just trying to survive. Um, yeah. They got to the country with nothing. And right. individuals who were born here, they by and large were trying to make it and survive. And I luckily I've have enough of a base of support that I've been able to dedicate more time to these civic issues that are important to me. Um, but I do see a lot of people, especially um, you know Gen Z, millennials, Gen Xers, even that are freaking tired of the way that the city operates. That it's just not providing the services, the very basics that we need to just. Have a livable city because guess what? If we're gone, who the hell is going to service all these Russian oligarchs and or Russian oligarchs and Venezuelan oligarchs who buy up our skyline? And where's everybody going to go? Like, this needs to be a livable city. And currently, we don't have any public transportation. We don't have any rent control to speak of. We it's I again. I don't want to go off on a diatribe here, but um,
2: <laughs> if you, Some of, Those are all very important issues. What's that? Those are very important issues. Yeah. Um, but, Unless
1: you live in Brickle.
3: Oh, I part of Brickle so much. I love it. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I do see a growing groundswell of support for nascent civic organizations. You know, I've, for instance, I'm the communications director of a nonprofit called Miami Forward. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to push this, these policy prescriptions to make the city livable. And I know lots of other organizations and lots of other individuals that are trying to do the same.
1: What was the name of that again? Miami Forward?
3: Miami Forward. Yep. Cool.
1: Sorry. <laughs> <I was laughs> No, no, it was, it was more like, it looked like you guys were freezing for a second there. So I was giving it a moment to, to, to keep going.
3: <laughs> I'm going to be really still. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, you know, you, you mentioned that you've lived in several places. Um, yeah. And you also mentioned that in, I think, in one of your writings, if, if I remember correctly, where, you know, it's, when you left Miami, you realized, hey, I'm not white. Yeah. Um, Violently. What is it about Miami that brought you back? You know, after being away for for all those cities you mentioned and you know, for for a minute.
3: I never ever felt at home. Like, you know how we were just joking about you drive into Broward or West Palm and you immediately feel like you're out of place? Mm-hmm. Well, I felt like I was on a different planet. Um and it's just I first well, of I hate the cold. The cold <laughs>
2: <laughs> And you were you were in Boston? Oh god, yeah, for three and a half years. Oh jeez. Sorry. I'm it not was not awful. Boston.
3: I, I lived through the highest recorded snowfall in Boston's history. The city was founded in the 17th century.
2: That was <laughs> what, in 2015?
3: Yeah. It was yeah. insanity. I do not belong in those environments. Um, my skin cracks. that's like, the guess, worst. It's awful. It's awful. For anyone who's listening who's like, oh, I want to go live in the cold. I want to experience seasons. That's stupid. I mean, Season it's stuff.
1: fun. It's fun, but I do hate when my skin cracks, especially my, my hands. Oh, yeah,
3: sorry. sorry. I feel very, I feel very strongly. About this. I love
1: it. I love it. He's got strong opinions, DJ. I, I feel do. like if, if you ever call out sick, I feel like I can find somebody to step in with strong opinions,
3: take <laughs> up the slack. That's, good. That's that should be a new podcast. Strong opinions weekly. <laughs> um, yeah. So beyond obviously the weather and the lack of food, um, you know, I miss my the cultures. I miss I miss the the helenge that makes up Miami. And, yeah, you know, obviously, I speak English just fine, um, and I can get along with people from other cities, but there's something missing culturally. There's, like, yeah. a sense <laughs> of humor. I, one thing that, like, caught me completely off guard, and I still can't get over, is that people up north, you'll be talking to them, and and they just stop talking. Like, you'll, you'll finish what you're saying, and they stop talking, and they're just staring at you, and that's their cue that that's the end of the conversation, but there's like no indication that it's over at all, and I would just like stare back at them, and I would go on for like a very uncomfortable like 10 seconds, but that's just one little thing, but like my sense of humor, for example, like I'm very expressive, I'm very loud, it doesn't help that I'm partially deaf, Um, (laughs) that doesn't translate well, like I would, you know, I'd be like, I worked at I worked in very stoic in, like institutions. I worked at the Harvard Business School and the Harvard Kennedy School, oh, wow. and I would I would i be super loud, and this is like Boston Puritan like descendant individual who just like well we just don't stand for this like you, you might yeah. as well
1: have been talking to a pilgrim. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yes, so like yeah. I don't know, and like the second I'd hear like anybody speak Spanish, like like my radar would pick it up. Like it could be like a janitor like freaking three blocks down i'm like oh god i gotta speak spanish to you like
1: it doesn't even matter where they're from it's just spanish boom
2: i think i also think that your experience because i know boston well i also think that your experience is even more heightened because it was boston because i i went to school in michigan and um i um i experienced a lot of what you're talking about but boston is like another level because Boston's very bougie Mm-hmm. um and most people don't think their shit stink and, and they look at you like oh Miami like oh I feel like there's like, lots Miami, of
1: people named Muffy
2: I'm like Miami and what like <laughs> yeah as I always say I'm like listen when every time that I have to defend Miami I'm like listen there's a reason why all celebrities want to live in Miami all right right this is true yeah so you know what shut up <laughs> No celebrity no celebrity is moving to Boston. No one's like yeah, no one's like, yeah, I'm
3: going to Boston, like posting
2: on the gram, like, yeah. I
3: would've done that. Okay. Andrew, what part of Miami are you from? I grew up in Coral Gables. Oh, okay. Alright. Okay.
1: Yeah. We're Westchester boys, but I live in the Gables now. So West Yeah. So did you go to Coral Gables High?
3: No, I did not. I went to Holy Cross. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know you guys know about that. Uh, that was a, uh, I left right before a, uh, I guess, the was a brother, uh, killed a nun. That was, <gasps> nice. and then I went to Belen. Because
1: of the the murder or?
3: No, luckily <laughs> I, went, I left right before the murder.
1: Okay. That's a good reason to switch schools. I'm thinking, you know.
3: Yeah, no, my parents were a little bit pressured about that. They're like, ah, this things are going downhill here. So, yeah. <laughs>
2: So, what would you like, like your especially your Instagram page? Somebody again who's not from Miami, because every time I, I see Miami-based content, mm-hmm. I love it, obviously. But I always try to think like, how would somebody who's not from here see this? Right? What right. would they think? What What would you want somebody who's not from Miami or familiar with our culture to take away from your page from your Instagram page?
3: page? So, so I very consciously. Did not. I don't. The content that I make is not for people outside of Miami. I do not try to tailor to them at all. Um, I, you know, there's certain memes and certain stories that you know I'm sure translate. But I think that if you want to understand, there's. I'm sure there's things on the surface. I mean, like I, I put in you know poop jokes and dick jokes all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know they could laugh at that. But if you want to get to a deeper understanding of the foundation of, you know, what, what point am I trying to make here? Then you have to educate yourself. Um, And that's very hard for people outside of the city to do. um, Partly because we have the reputation of being all sex and cocaine and whatever other bullshit people from again to shit on Brooklyn, like to say. Um, But I like what I want them to take away from the page is that Miami is infinitely more complex than whatever the hell they have in their mind. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter how mm-hmm. cultured you are. You have no freaking clue how this city works. Um, yeah. I don't have a clue how this city works. <laughs> I've lived, you know, for most of my life. Yeah. Um, so you know, go west. Um, get the hell out of whatever tourist trap you're in along the coastline, um, and actually, like, get to know how insanely awesome this city is. I don't. I didn't come back here. Um, because of Bayside fucking Marketplace or or downtown or some other first bullshit. I came here because I love everything except for that.
2: Well, you know what? I think what may have happened to you, and Isha and I have talked about this several times, Uh, throughout you know um our show i think that when you grow up in miami and i don't know if this happens to people in other cities but i think that when you grow up in miami you get to a point generally in your early 20s that you're like screw this place f this place i don't i hate everybody i hate everything i need to get out of here i need to like go somewhere else experience something else yeah i'm over this bullshit and then as you said when you get there you're like oh but this place kind of sucks <laughs> yeah. but you know yeah. Miami is so much better <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, had, I had people when I was in Michigan I had people I, and if it was more it was more than one person Ask me do you go to the beach every day I'm like yes All every time, day every single day I'm at the beach now <laughs> All
3: the time. that's the first thing that they asked
2: Dude, you go to the beach every day
1: no, <laughs> no people in orlando go don't go to disney every day we don't go to the beach every day like
2: you I, know it's oye, uno, uno tiene que trabajar. <laughs> you know that, drive is? <laughs> that the
3: parking um, yeah oh my god no i avoid my beach like the plague um but yeah so i i i did the same thing i turned 18 and I was like, oh, screw this city. You know, this place sucks, whatever. I'm going to go see the rest of the world. And then I did something really stupid, which was I went to West Point. And oh, wow. You, know, oh, well, that was, that's you want to talk about, like, an ex- one extreme to the other. Let me tell you, my loud-ass Cuban mouth <laughs> did not fit in well there. <laughs> you me. Uh, and that's And that's where I learned, you know, I wasn't white. That's out of Miami. Right. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, talk about freaking culture shock. Yeah,
2: and and there's certain things like, you know, something we say here all the time is, oh, I'm eating shit. You're eating shit, right? And that comes from comiendo mierda, which is very... You know, and I remember when I had friends of mine up north. they will be like, "Why do you keep saying that?" And I'm like, "Doesn't everybody say that?" Like- yeah. But he has he
1: has a whole section in in uh in, in the the ebook about that where it's just like you know yeah. it's, it's Miami to English translations. The Miami
3: English yeah, there's like yeah I'm from the car and literally, which means absolutely nothing. Uh, and there's like, uh, oh, I work in real estate, which means either you're unemployed or you deal drugs or something.
1: I love I my, to... my favorite was the what you just said right now it's like oh i'm gonna get down from the car like uh, you know as yeah. opposed to get out of the car it's you know yeah. I the car. yeah
2: yeah yeah or or something that's very miami that i i get told all the time is when you say i'm gonna pass by <laughs> and then you know they're like the, the literal they're like you're are you gonna like get knocked off the car like you're gonna pass yeah, you by i didn't right? know the thing i'm that's gonna pass thing. by
1: by well no, now <laughs> in the time of corona that could be something else that could be one of those birthday yeah. parties
2: so, oh, wait. well that <laughs> is doesn't exist as a concept no 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 I, I by more than one person they were like what do you mean when you say <laughs> pass by? i'm like i'm gonna go over
0: <laughs> wow They're,
2: because they literally think pass by like are you gonna drive slowly and i'm like <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> i'm gonna be on my way well we you know again you know things that we talk about here in terms of miami culture um have you been to la uh
3: no i have not no
2: so ish and i you know we have been to la several times individually but last year we went because of the podcast and you know, we were, we uh, we had a great time. We we recorded with other podcasts. It was a great experience. But you know, we we really noticed this time around, maybe because we went with kind of you know for work reasons in terms of the podcast. How different it is, you know, because they always they always talk about Miami being a melting pot. You know, obviously LA is a melting pot as well. You know, you have all types of Hispanics. Uh, but how different the LA experience is to the Miami experience, because yeah. I, going with what you said, I think that the LA experience is more what somebody would think of the l- stereotypical Latino kind yeah. of mm-hmm. definition is. Whereas here it's just a cluster app. Like it's just all over the place. Yeah. And,
1: and it's and funny because it's- on paper, they seem very much alike. I mean, it's, you know, full of Latinos, car culture, the beach, you know, it's, but it's
2: not. (laughs) But it's very different. That's why, like, I think that your content hits, like, home so perfectly, because we really are different. I'm not saying we're better, but we really are, like. We're not saying, we're just implying it. (laughs) (laughs) but but we really are like really different that it's like what the nobody's really sure what's going on here but (laughs) we just know there's something in the water you know like something so there's something there You know. yeah
3: miami is is a globally unique city and um especially when you travel latin america i feel like every single person that i talk to either is going to miami or just came from miami or whose relative is doing one or the other um and yeah, it's just, it's again, there's no other city like this on the planet. Um, and that's what draws me to it. I mean, trust me, I would much rather be making a higher wage somewhere else, but like that cultural draw is so strong that it just keeps pulling me back. It's like an addiction. I need an intervention. <laughs>
2: yeah. um, so you have your ebook now. Um, what else is in store for you? What else do you want to do with? with uh miami creation myth
3: right so you know we got a couple plays under our belts uh we did, did two- at,
1: the, at the villain theater right
3: right villain yeah i love those people they're amazing are great. Are hey you guys, need, if you need actors just saying oh, hey i'll cast you guys are you i'm i write some silly <laughs> ass bits so get ready just saying we <laughs> have, personally
1: we have- i was gonna ask him if we could be the hosts of the first Godel convention.
2: What? Good. We're available. Cool. We're available. We're available. We'll, we'll we'll give you our agent's number. Okay, so <laughs> it's our, our number. number. <laughs> My agent. We'll give
3: him. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, so we did a couple of plays of the first chapter, which went really well. We sold out two shows. uh Room Only. It was awesome. Um, and then we did the mm-hmm. Flandemic, which made fun of everything that's going on right now. I don't know if you guys have had the chance to take a look at that, but essentially flans come to life and kill everybody in Miami. Um, and it was so stupid.
1: What a delicious uh, death.
3: I know. right? <laughs> <I know. laughs> so, you know, that was part of a fundraiser uh, to keep Dylan open. Uh, Cause they were struggling because of the pandemic, but we, we raised enough money to keep them open for the next several months. But uh, up next uh, we have, we're going to keep doing the place. Mm-hmm. Um, we're probably going to do different chapters and then, the ultimate goal is to uh, put out the book, the actual Miami creation myth, which is, you know, the first half is all the different myths, you know, where do Croquetigas come from? Um, You know, who's the God of reason and why is his life so miserable? Um, And all these different things. And then the second half is the Cafecito Odyssey, which is a whole other thing, but we can get into that later. Um, So we're going to put out the book, then the the... The plan is to put out a podcast, just like you guys, having actors read out their lines, read out the, the different parts of the book. And hopefully the end goal is to have an
2: animated series. Damn. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. wow. Wow. I'm glad I asked that question. Yeah, seriously. Good job. Because that's
1: a lot of stuff to look forward to.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got
3: a lot. Um, And I've got a whole team that works with me. Um, So I have a director, Danny Mendoza, who does great work. He's directed all my stuff so far. Um, the villain team they're great they you know they keep making my stupid ideas reality for some reason <laughs> um, it's, it's
1: cuz they recognize talent sir
3: yeah, okay <laughs> yeah. um yeah and and you know i i'm still flabbergasted by the fact that people still are like willing to take part in these really dumb ideas? I have sometimes. It's
2: just, it's just your ideas. It, it's one of those things that, like, I'm sure that when you come up with them, you probably think, "Oh my god, this is like ridiculous." But then when you put it down, it's genius. Because like right now, I'm looking at one that says, "Broward County is Miami's Canada, nicer, neater, and with traffic laws." Yeah. <laughs> See,
3: every now and then, I turn it on his head and I compliment Broward. And then everyone from Miami hates on me. So that's cool. <laughs> I get it from north and south and east and west, everywhere.
2: Equal opportunity, baby. Equal opportunity. Yeah. You, uh, what I'm seeing here, I, maybe I've missed some, but some realtor jokes. No offense towards realtors. I love realtors. But I, we know
1: I, everybody I, in Miami is a realtor.
2: Everybody's a realtor. Everybody, a <laughs> <everybody, laughs> realtor. Yes. I, actually, I want a real estate license. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get one. Everybody else has it. I literally, when I was younger, I felt out. I felt like I was
3: missing out because I'm out. I didn't know really how to
0: with
1: it. You know what, Andrew? You and I can start a club for those of us who don't have realtor licenses. Okay, right. be like five
3: people. you really small. We're gonna literally.
1: wear. We're gonna wear those red jackets, but inside out. So you know. <laughs>
2: I love I love people that are realtors and their hashtags like big boss boss like you know making money making paper I'm like okay you're a realtor that's awesome
3: <laughs> everyone should be able to do that it doesn't matter what your freaking profession is
2: <laughs> that's awesome but yeah I mean congratulations because like yeah. you know again I know your style is a little bit like kind of whimsical and out there but it's it's hilarious it's I mean it's stuff that we. It's stuff that we think about, but we don't actually manifest in something tangible. Yeah, that's the only difference.
3: Yeah, I mean, right. I'm actually,
1: I'm actually going to compare you in a way to like the content that is created by Jenny Lorenzo.
3: Oh, I love Jenny. That's
1: in that, your content is very specific, and because of that, it's even more relatable. You know, because we were when we were talking to her, we told her, you know, she's very clearly doing a Cuban grandmother but she has fans across the Hispanic spectrum, right? And so, you know, you're doing something very Miami, like very specifically Miami, but I think, it, to, to use DJ's point, you know, the fact that you're coming about it from a whimsical perspective, it amplifies everything so that, yeah, if you're from Miami, you appreciate it, but I think other people can also read it and, and you know, have a good laugh and, and, you know, have it resonate with them in a way. I hope
2: so. I, I, so- I hope so let me ask you, um, you know, and if, if you know, we could maybe wrap it up if, if you'd like after this. When you were in Boston, hmm. were you always missing Publix? Just say, oh my god! I <laughs> can <laughs> uh, tell you, I
3: was a place called Market Basket. Um, great place, um, very cheap food, uh, high quality. You know, it's it, it's it's uh, owned by the Asher employees. Fantastic organization. And it was the full contact sport. You had to go in there with the right mentality of like, I'm going to be hyper aggressive. I'm going to hit my card against other people. I'm going to blow by people. I'm not going to give a fuck. And, you know, I'm going to get whatever, you know, lettuce or whatever I need for dinner. To,
1: todo eso para lechuga.
3: <laughs> yeah, for lechuga. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, I really miss, I really miss Publix.
2: Right. It's, it's a thing it really okay. is
1: listeners we're, this is a video call that we're doing and Andrew's face <laughs> as he was saying I miss Publix like I could see the longing in his face as he remembered those times
2: when he missed yeah. Publix it, it's a big deal like in, in Boston they have what Shaw's Shaw's and Bullshit. Shots like are the worst. Oh, Shaw is so great, and then you go there. I'm like, what? I'm no, like, this, this, is is no, this is hell.
3: This is Oh, also another thing that I got that I got freaking uh, uh spoiled with in Miami is that you know the entire city is the ethnic line, uh, the ethnic island. <laughs> right. Like, in fucking Boston, you'd have Hispanic next, you know, you'd have, like, a foot of Hispanic next to, like, a foot of Asian next to, like, a foot of, <laughs> I don't know what. And, like, that's your freaking <laughs> ethnic aisle.
2: Yeah. Like, you, uh, you, you You ain't finding no platanos in Shaw's, that's for sure. No, absolutely not. I... Um, <laughs> oh I always tell people up north, you don't understand. Publix is a thing. Like, it's not just a supermarket. It's a little bit it's of like a cult. Public. It's a cult. Yeah. It's a little bit of a cult. Yeah. We're the sandwiches, you know? I mean, there's a BuzzFeed article about people that have moved away up north uh, and missed Publix. Like, there's a whole BuzzFeed thing about it, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, although, let's call it by its proper name, guys. A Epuli. Okay, okay. Let's be let's if be respectful. It's,
3: if it's salud.
1: <laughs> it's they got rid of those. What? what? Uh it's not it's, it's still there, but it's no longer a public saw. I mean, like you said, the whole city is a public sawd. Like, do you really need a I mean I
3: guess
2: that's just to
3: let you
2: know the Geningals know that oh that's where the ethics are. We're going to public Saber. <laughs> saber? Saber. <laughs> oh. <Man. laughs>
1: Oh God. And now that we have managed to kill our language, by <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All
1: right. Well, Andrew, thank you again for taking time to chat with us. Uh, for those listeners who haven't, who aren't following you, it's Miami creation myth on Instagram. And I think you have a link uh, on your, on your bio page on the bio of your Instagram page where they can find the, the short stories, right? Right. Oh, that's, I can't recommend them enough like I, I was also I mean it's it's a couple hundred pages so congrats on that because I can sometimes barely muster you know a grocery list uh so that's that's congrats but it it's amazing to me how quickly I was I just flew through it because it was just so entertaining and it was just like before I knew it I was like oh shit I'm done but I'll read it again
3: <laughs> that's yeah. that's wonderful thank you thank you i'm glad you enjoyed it
1: absolutely all right man well thank you so much for joining us all right and listen next time in person once this whole stupid pandemic thing yeah. is over we'll do a real pass by not a right, uh, yeah. not a covid pass by
3: yeah it. i yeah. love that all right man. all right. All right it. it
2: was a pleasure and we're back uh i love his page his page is great. So his guys, go and follow it right now. Yeah, I know f- we plugged it during the interview, but go and follow it right now.
1: And actually, if you check in the uh, the details section of this episode, there's a link for his uh his short story collection. Yeah.
2: It's it's funny because like and it's true, like if you live in Miami, it, it's a little bit it's of bi- a bipolar. Absolutely. It's like I hate you, I love you, I hate you, I yes. love you, I'm ashamed of you, I'm proud it's of like you. It's like you're Sybil. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. But I do think that most people go through a phase where they're over Miami. I think everybody
1: goes through that with their hometown. Yeah. I think you could live in London, you could live anywhere. And eventually you'll just be like, ugh, I'm so over it.
2: It's funny because people have been you know everybody in the Belt I saw with New York, including you. Um it's like if you're born and raised in Manhattan, where do you go?
1: Los Angeles. Why? Actually, no. East Coast, West Coast. I mean, that's no. how you get that's how you get that whole feud. And- I would go to Toronto.
2: Okay. Well, <laughs> I love
1: Toronto. I do love Toronto. Toronto is awesome. I love Vancouver. Vancouver was so pretty, but it's so expensive. No Vancouver,
2: no, Vancouver is beautiful. Vancouver is actually one of the most beautiful places in North America. But I mentioned Toronto because Toronto feels like New York. That's true.
1: But yeah. but just different enough.
2: Yes. I mean, you find poutine. Oh, poutine. And the most delicious maple syrup you will ever have in your entire life. <gasps> no, I want Canada's p- great, let me tell it you. It is. You know what? God bless our top hat. Like Canada is amazing, good food, good people, no conflict. Celine Dion, mira, Celine Dion. <laughs> Canada, Ryan Reynolds. In Canada, you, I mean, everybody knows this. The standard of living in Canada is as good here or better. Yeah. It's a democracy. You have the same freedoms you have here. Canada is never embroiled in any... Yeah, look like, at yeah, yeah. You, know, you never hear of the Prime Minister of Canada being in some controversy. That's I mean, everybody true. loves Justin Trudeau. Yeah. But yeah, I love Toronto. I don't understand how poutine has not made it big in the US. It's everything we love. It's fries, gravy, and cheese curds.
1: I think it's because no American wants to say curds. But you say curds in Wisconsin, and what's yeah. more American than Wisconsin? That's true. Wisconsin's very American. Yeah. <laughs> you could get cheese curds and Culver's. Oh, Culver's, which we've got one now nearby here. It's not Wisconsin though. It's great. Anyway, when, all I'm right. ready well, for all those cheese curds. Have I'm me ready, ready for <laughs> my <laughs> last soda.
2: Last soda. So I have an interesting soda to give today. Mm-hmm. It's both a flat one and a gas one. How the hell does that work out? Okay. So it's to Joe Rogan. Okay. So Joe Rogan has a few more listeners than we do. Just a few. I
1: mean, a couple million more, but not much. Just a couple million not more. Not much, not right. much. Um, but we're also available on Spotify as he is, and now we're also available on Amazon. Right. Um, actually, I think he's the most listened
2: podcast yeah. in yeah. the country. He's always number one in the, yeah. in the charts. So I generally like Joe Rogan. Really? I do. I like Joe Rogan. Um, generally. Okay. There's a lot I disagree with him on. So he stated that he would vote, that he's voting for Trump. Okay. I don't have a problem with voting for Trump. He votes for whoever he wants to. It's all
1: right as Americans. Um,
2: But he also said that he wants to host one of the presidential debates. Ooh, yes, please. My only problem with that is that he's already like
1: Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. (laughs)
2: Yeah. That he would vote for Trump. If he would have not said that, and again, it's not even that he he is voting for Trump. Right. He already said who he's going to vote for, whether it would have been Joe Biden or, or Trump. Okay. So that would make me feel like he was a little bit biased.
1: He's walking in already.
2: But can you imagine, if, if let's say that we thought he was not biased. Right. That, I, well, I watch all the debates. But, but I guarantee that, people who don't watch will watch. that was a debate, I would have gotten the popcorn for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think he could still do it. I mean... There are some reporters who who moderate that I'm sure we know
2: one way or the other which way they lean. Right. No, but he already made a public statement. Eh, I guess. And he has spoken about it at length. And he's oh, like so it kind it's not, of made it, fun It, it, of, it wasn't he, like an offhand comment. He compared Joe Biden to a flashlight that's running out of batteries. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of funny.
1: I mean, come on. That's creative if <laughs> yeah. nothing else,
2: okay? I mean, you know... It's like, um, but i still useful but but, you know, but, but i gotta bang I that, it a couple times and, and then the bigger question is should other people other than journalists you know you know should what they I, moderate should be moderators you know what you know who i immediately thought of who? <laughs> you're gonna be like what nick cannon nick cannon is huh. very intelligent i know that nick cannon's um nick cannon just got a degree from howard university Oh, really? Yeah. I think in political science, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Nick Cannon, I know that part of his image is wild out, except <laughs> when he was with Mariah. Because when but, he was with Mariah, but he, was, yeah, but he it was, was always in a suit and tie.
1: Yeah, but a wild out, but he was never stupid. No. You know what I mean? He no. was he was fun. He was
2: young. But, but he's very now. intelligent and very big on... <laughs> yeah, he
1: always struck me as not stupid.
2: <laughs> but can you imagine like, okay, Joe Rogan, Nick Cannon, and like two, like, for good measure, I don't know, Paris Hilton. That's hot. Can you imagine She's like the
1: smartest one Out of
2: all of them No Actually no For good measure To have the, the Like the Hispanic You know Flavor uh, I would have added Charo. Can we okay. But I did that
1: Can we start that petition Like uh, six weeks ago Charo. Oh no Mr. Trump I have that question for you cucci, cucci.
2: like Ah, Stop it with the gucci gucci. <laughs> Can you imagine?
1: And again, these are all people who are actually very intelligent. They but, are. But their persona leads you to believe otherwise. Right. You know, it, it, so it's interesting because these are people who, if you were to engage in a conversation, are smart. They can
2: carry one. They are. Yeah. That's like people are very surprised when they find out that Sharo is like an actual trained musician. she's yeah. it, like
1: a prodigy or something. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. 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 yeah she, so. She's not just her shtick. So Joe Rogan gets... He gets two cans, a <laughs> okay. regular can and a flat and can.
1: And a flat can. All right. Well, I still hope that it happens. Um, so my La Soda is actually going to go, in honor of uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, to Felicitas Mendez. Do you know who Felicitas Mendez is? No. <clears throat> All right. Felicitas Mendez is, is it's <laughs> it, it been a while it's been a while. She is a Puerto Rican civil rights pioneer. Oh. Now, back in 1944, she actually took the the government of California to court because of the segregation laws that denied their three children entry into a local elementary school because of their skin color. So this predates Brown versus the Board of Education by two years.
2: Oh, okay. Very interesting. So,
1: you know, with this lawsuit, that was the first federal court ruling against public segregation. Bendito. Ex- <laughs> yes, I'm sure that's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> bendito. Bendito. And thus paving the way for, you know, for, wow. for Actually, brown, you know what? I did not know that. For Brown versus... You gave me some legalese today. <laughs> See that? See that? And all because, actually, the reason I found out about it is because on the 15th of September when Hispanic Heritage Month started, the gu- she was the Google Doodle.
2: Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I always... Es, que nosotros I siempre always, estamos empezando todo. When our people start to get a little carried away, when I meet A little uppity. When I meet a little cu- uppity, uh, yeah, I mean Cubans, I'm like, mira... <laughs> <laughs> when you have a Cuban in the Supreme Court, get back to me. Come talk to me. <laughs> Let me know. Actually, me know. I, knew what? I didn't hope it happens. Hope when it happens. Sonia Sotomayor got nominated, nominated well, and, and then um, confirmed, I I actually loved that she was Puerto Rican. Like, I love it that she was Puerto Rican and that she was. Unapologetically. From, yeah, from New York, you know. Yeah. And she, I think she's from the Bronx. I'm sure very much a, with you know, those hoops a New York a New York girl and, and here she was in the, the Supreme, Supreme Court Board. of the United States you know um, so good for them good for her yeah so yeah see I, actually I did not know that I did not know ah. that that predated uh, uh, Board, uh, Brown, a Brown, Brown versus Board of, Board of Education, Board of Education. Yeah. Hmm. wow look at that yeah. I learned that. <laughs> see
1: today you listen laughed and learned
2: yourself. I learned today see I learned today <laughs> So, wow, there we go. Good for her. Yeah, yeah. Good for her. Anyway, well, everybody, we hope you listened, laughed, and learned. I know Sweet. I did. <laughs> and as always, grab your... Uh, pa- pa- la- la- la. It's been a long day. It's been a long
1: day. Yeah, you've had a long Your
2: pastelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. And thank you so much. That was episode 127. Happy Friday, Beto Friday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye, mi gente. Cuídense.
1: Better Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismailiano, produced by Ismailiano, And our theme, Better Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes.